if you're listening to this on the Leo B. Gyllenhaal feed, feel free to subscribe to Heavy Eyes wherever you listen to podcasts. the Leo B. Gyllenhaal hiatus podcast. I'm your host, author slash screenwriter, J.K.R. Pennysworth, and I fall asleep on movies. Even my favorite franchises like the Fast Saga. I came up with the concept of this, what I think is going to be a four-part miniseries, right after I seen F9, but I'm recording this in September of 2021. I'm saying all of this because if new fast information starts coming out or they have similar ideas to mine for the next films, I came up with it first. Over these next four episodes, I will be completely giving away ideas for free and mapping out the rest of the Fast and Furious franchise, as well as going into spinoffs. I'm basically using this as a timestamp to be like, they took my idea because I know Vinny D be thinking just like me. So let's go into my idea for the 10th film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Let's start with my titles. It's either going to be simply called Fast and Furious 10, 10 Fast, 10 Furious, F10, and the F is for family, or Family 10. Now, I haven't decided if this is a two-part movie where the second part only counts for 10 and they're still in the 11th movie. We'll see because I have a good idea for the final installment, which is very different from my idea I'm about to go into. This idea could be kind of long, which is why I was deciding if it would be a two-part movie or not. I'll see how I'll feel. Keep in mind that there will be some film crossover involved and Universal would have to work with different companies for their properties. So imagine it's like how Sony Pictures and Disney slash Marvel work together on Spider-Man. The movies the Fast Family will be crossing over with, although they're not Universal Pictures, they have exhibits and rides and stuff at Universal Studios, so that's how I'll make it work. For example, Harry Potter is a Warner Brothers film and has Wizarding World at Universal Studios. That being said, let's get into it. Never thought in a man's family. We all seen F9, the things they did and how it ended. Well, this one starts like we missed a movie in between 9 and 10. Out the gate, the movie starts with an epic melee between the family and the Decepticons. Yes, sounds insane, but the family are fighting Transformers right at the beginning of this movie. We have Dom, Letty, Roman, Tej, Mia, Jacob, Han, Ramsey, Sean, which is a character from Tokyo Drift, Bow Wow, and faceless other warriors, basically extras fighting alongside them to fill the scene out and to have characters to sacrifice. They are going against a gang of Decepticons with Megatron sitting watching the whole thing go down. For this movie's sake and the scene's sake, I scaled down the Decepticons, but Megatron is still huge. The family is fighting hand-to-hand combat with them, not even in cars, but they do have crowbars as weapons. Believe it or not, the family is handling them very well, but it seems like a full-on invasion of Decepticons just keep coming and coming. Roman mid-action says something like, I think one just bit me on the butt, or whatever type of thing they be having Tyree saying. 
Dom says something like, Tej, where are they coming from? Because, you know, at this point, Ludacris is a full-on astrophysicist. It's looking like the family had the best of them as Jacob Toretto bashes two Decepticon heads together. Megatron is as visibly upset as a robot could be and full speed starts running the direction and transform into a semi-truck or a Humvee or whatever Megatron's car version is. As the family and group of faceless warriors are all together nursing their wounds and celebrating their win, we see Bow Wow doing a little extra celebrating in the form of the Harlem Shake. Megatron speeding mows down the faceless warriors and come up behind Bow Wow in the foreground and in slow motion turns back to himself and snatches Bow Wow and brings him to his face and begins to squeeze. Dom yells, nearly inaudibly, take it easy. Letty grabs Dom's arm and says, we have to get out of here. We pan and all the family members have their respective vehicles next to them. Han screams, we can't leave Bow Wow. I can't remember his character's name. Dom in his stern voice screams, put him down. Megatron says, okay, I'll put him down. Much like Thanos did Loki, but slightly more cartoony and PG-13 violence, he sadly snaps Bow Wow like a twig and drops him to the ground. Han screams, no! Everybody rushes back to their cars and drives off. And we hear Dom say, I'm glad Brian's at home babysitting our kids and not on these missions with us. That's when the screen says, previously on the Fast Saga, and goes through and briefly recaps all the movies leading up to this movie. Except because Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson hate each other, the recap makes it look like he had nothing to do with helping them ever. You never turn your back on family. After the code open and the recap intro, we show the family back at headquarters. Corona's in hand, still reeling from what happened. Roman is pacing back and forth and ranting. We've lost Giselle, the one guy from one of our earlier missions, Han a couple times, and now we lose Twinkie? I looked it up, that's Bow Wow, character name. Then he says, we need Brian. He'd know what to do. Dom says, Brian can't be here. It's better for him to be home with the kids. Still, no one questions why Mia is there on the missions, but not Brian. The family began to question the possibilities of who could have caused this and where did the Decepticons come from. Dom mentions Cypher, but Ramsey shuts it down with some sort of technical jargon and reasons that Cypher isn't behind this. The true reason is Charlize Theron couldn't fit it in her schedule and it wasn't worth the pay cut she would have to take to do all the CGI and special effects. The group continues to discuss when Decker Shaw walks in and says, I think I know just the guy to give you your answers. Jacob stands up and says, who? I thought I'd give John Cena something to say because I feel like he's been quiet in this movie so far and just kind of fallen as simply a member of the team. Shaw offers his help under one condition, that they help his mother escape from prison now she's back in. They split into teams. Dom, Jacob, Han, and Shaw go and do the action-filled mission to free Magdalene Shaw. Roman, Tej, Ramsey, and Sean stay back at the headquarters and start to read information, say sci-fi jargon, and then, for reasons I'll flesh out later, start to work on a better car spaceship than in F9. They also refer to Sean as the new guy despite meeting him before. Mia and Letty go and grab lunch and then check on Brian and the kids. There's always room for family. Upon finishing the mission, Deckard Shaw takes Dom to go meet his guy, 
who can tell him more about the Decepticons. Dom asked Shaw, So where did you meet this guy? Shaw says, Did him a favor. Which is a classic Fast and Furious loophole so that they don't have to explain anything. Dom, meet my friend Sam Witwicky, Shaw says. We don't pan up to his face and mainly only show the back of his body because Shia LaBeouf is canceled right now. Fast forward. Sam Witwicky explains Transformers and it helps Dom realize why Mr. Nobody, who I didn't mention earlier, set them on a mission to stop the Decepticons. Also, just so I don't forget, Cypher is Megatron's girlfriend in this and his motivation of attack is because they keep foiling Cypher's plans. So scratch what I said about Charlize Theron earlier. Salute me, familiar. We cut back to Roman, Tej, Ramsey, and Sean, where they are all doing the signature arguing over who gets to date Ramsey. They began work on a better spaceship car to maybe gain information on the arrival of what Roman refers to as aliens. Roman breaks the fourth wall a lot now like Deadpool, so he mentions how this makes no sense. Cut to Roman and Tej dressed like minions back in the spaceship car there and they're in space. They get a little turbulence and their spaceship car zooms in a rainbow-like color and lands on a planet. Meanwhile, Dom returns and updates Jacob, Han, Mia, Letty, Sean, and Ramsey on what's going on and they prepare for the showdown with the Decepticons. I decided to skip over when, where, and why of how this showdown is happening. It's just happening. I'm not writing the actual script, so the showdown is the climax of the film right after this part. I don't have friends. I got family. Roman starts to freak out because they land on a planet and he doesn't know how they'll get back or survive. Tez is trying to calm him down. When then we hear the voice of Brian Cranston, either playing a now mobile version of Zordon or a variation because we were unable to mix the properties. Zordon explains to him that he knows all of what's going on on Earth and that he knows what the family is dealing with and who they are. He's basically the Watcher. He then tells them of a power that could help them and machines that could bring them up to size and make them a little more fast and a little more furious. Roman, of course, is saying quips that are funny because he doesn't understand and because Tej is a mechanic turned scientist slash engineer slash hacker, he knew exactly what he was talking about. Zordon then hands them five morphers to bring back to the family to stop the threat of the Decepticons. What's real is family, your family. Fast forward through their return and other details and scenes, Tej and Roman return and explain the morphers and what they saw and now the family has to decide who gets the morphers. Dom of course gets one, he's the Red Ranger. Brian is still babysitting. Tej and Roman decide that they went through the troubles to get the morphers so they get one too. Tej is the Blue Ranger because he's much like Billy and Roman is the Black Ranger. That leaves two morphers. Letty grabs one and she's the Yellow Ranger. That leaves Han, Jacob, Mia, Sean, and Ramsey. Jacob walks over to grab what he thinks is his rifle morpher and sees that it's pink and says it's a girl morpher or something else sexist. Letty steps up and says, no offense Mia, Sean, and Ramsey, 
But it either has to be Jacob or Han. Jacob says he doesn't need a suit. Han says something that will make it reasonable for why only five of them will get morphers and the other will do something else to help. Who knows? I didn't think that portion out. Han says, I think I know just the right person. We pan over and the door swings open and it's his former love that we all seen die, Giselle. She says something like, miss me? This role is still played by Gal Gadot, just in case you thought I recasted her. She then explains while a cutscene is playing that she was also rescued by Mr. Nobody and didn't die. Roman asks, what happened to Little Nobody? Played by Scott Eastwood. That scene where Dwayne Johnson held him up against the wall sideways is still funny. They give Giselle the pink morpher. Ramsey explains how the Megazords will arrive. We have a training montage of them with their morphers and suits. They get their Megazords because they earned them. We show them training with those and they can't quite learn to combine their Zords. The non-Power Rangers are on some sort of mission to find Mr. Nobody because he's lost or something. You don't turn your back on family. The other family finds Mr. Nobody and he explains to them of Cypher, Megatron and the Decepticons next attack. He also explains why the Autobots aren't here to help. It's because lots of universes need help or something. Sam Witwicky could have also explained why they weren't here and it was because they were imprisoned or so I don't know. Let's get closer to the end. The family needs to recruit some army to help them with this attack and that's when they meet Josh Dumel's character from Transformers, Megan Fox's character who is a part of the army now, Rihanna's character from Battleship played by someone else like Logan Browning, and Roman encounters Tyrese's character from Transformers which causes comedy as Tyrese plays both characters. Jacob says they look alike and at the same time they both call him racist and say that they don't look alike. And that scene was mostly for entertainment because it doesn't play a huge role in this ending. What's the best thing in your life? Family. No, it's not. The Rangers are lined up as Megatron sits on a throne with Cypher to his side. Dom and Megatron have a back and forth and Dom asks Cypher, how could she? The Decepticons then attack. It's a good back and forth fight so far. The hand-to-hand -hand combat is going well until the Decepticons get bigger and the family rangers have to get in their Megazords. They're outnumbered and the Decepticons begin to get the best of them and that's when Dom looks to his left and sees a fleet of racing vehicles and tanks and extras to his side. The rest of the family pulls up, the army guys pull up, and the other characters we might have seen in past movies. Even Shaw and his sister, as well as a quick flash cameo of Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart from Hobbs and Shaw, much like Howard the Duck was in Endgame. Crowbar sharp and cars full of NOS, the extended family just starts taking out the Decepticons one by one. The family rangers are doing their things in the Zord. Dom notices his brother Jacob is in there, and then we hear a whistle and the camera zooms into a big old green ranger playing his flute dagger and his Jacob Toretto. He drops down, lands inside his own Megazord and starts helping. They finish off everyone but Megatron. Megatron says he'll do it himself 
and starts tearing the club up. Megatron destroys the entire army, kills Sean from Tokyo Drift, flings Decker Shaw and his sister so that they don't die and can come back in more Hobbs and Shaw movies and injures everyone else. Mia stayed back with Brian and the kids and Ramsey is at HQ speaking in the Rangers helmets like Jarvis so she's safe. Dom says we have to finally combine and make one big Megazord. Megatron is just too powerful. All their Megazords begin to combine including Jacob. He's like a sword or something. Now the giant Megazord and Megatron begin fighting and it seems Megatron is just getting stronger and the voice of Sam Witwicky, Ramsey, and Zordon all cut through and tell them Megatron's weakness. It's like something small in his head. I haven't figured it out yet because, but it has to be the reason that Dom gets out on, on top of the Megazord with a crowbar despite everyone trying to stop him. Megatron laughs as Dom is standing on the shoulder of the Megazord with a crowbar. Dom says, No one gets between me and my family. Dom says, No one gets between me and my family. A remixed version of See You Again plays as Dom jumps off the Megazord and slams the crowbar into Megatron, causing a huge explosion that blasts everyone back and killing Megatron. We see Cypher escape, surviving yet another movie. Everyone, helmets off, out of their Megazords, are looking for Dom. A car pulls up and Mia hops out with Ramsey. Letty starts bursting into tears as the camera now shows Dom all PG-13 mutilated with like half a head and his limbs blown off. Everyone cries. Roman mentions that we have Han and Giselle back, maybe he'll be back. But Jacob with an eye full of tears says this is different. Almost killed my family. We are now showing Dom's funeral where Mr. Nobody is doing a speech saying how great of a man Dom was and how he sacrificed his life to save the world. The camera pans and shows everyone attending the funeral with the family. We even see Eva Mendez's character making a return and even Hobbs is CGI'd in because Dwayne Johnson wouldn't even want to attend Vin Diesel's fake funeral. The funeral ends and now we see the signature Corona cookout at the house that the family likes to have and everyone is discussing what they are going to do next. Shaw says he has another mission with Hobbs. Han and Giselle are off to get married in Tokyo. Jacob says he's going to step up and work for Mr. Nobody and continue to save the world. Mia says she's done is going home to Brian and the kids. Letty is extremely heartbroken is taking little Brian and moving elsewhere. Ramsey, Roman, and Tej all decide to move to London together to work on stuff or open a business or something. They clink bottles and the screen goes black. The screen fades back in and we see busy headquarters and people doing work. Mr. Nobody bossing people around and approaches Jacob. They're looking over at someone in a suit with a mask on working on something. Jacob says... Are you sure we should be doing this? Mr. Nobody says, It's your brother. Are you sure we should be doing this? The camera zooms in and shows a man with a blowtorch and drills and other tools working on a now cyborg like Dominic Toretto. Mr. Nobody and Jacob walks over. Mr. Nobody says he looks great and tells the man that he can take a break. Jacob says he looks like Frankenstein, a Easter egg to the next movie. 
the man that was working on Dom walks out and shapeshifts like Mystique and we see that it's Charlize Theron, a cipher, and she winks and then the credits roll. You never turn your back on family. Stay in your seats and don't leave the theater because there's an after credit scene. It takes place in London at Rome, Tej, and Ramsey's place of work. We hear the footsteps of someone with heels. We see that it's Emma Thompson as Agent O, head of MIB US, and Liam Neeson, head of MIB UK. Emma Thompson says, we hear you guys specialize in space exploration and stopping alien invasions. Then Liam says, we have a job for you. And the movie ends. You don't turn your back on family. And there you have it, what I think F10 should be. It's insane and would take a lot of moving pieces, but I was entertained with my brain just thinking of this stuff. And as you can see, it ended open-ended. What are they doing with Dom's body? What is this mission that Roman, Tej, and Ramsey are going to have to go on? That's part one of this Fast mini-series. Listen to next week's episode, which will be part two of this series, as well as part two of Fast 10 or just Fast 11. I already have a title for it. Continue to listen to Heavy Eyes wherever you listen to podcasts. This series may also continue on the Leo B feed if you're listening to it there. For more cool shows, go to grayburnmedia.com if that website's up now. And listen to things like Pennysworth Podcast to improve your life or the great musical show to hear some jams if those shows are out. Goodbye. I got family.